In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here live with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson, and we are going to continue our relationship series. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And, Rick, we're so happy to have you here today. Well, thank you. I know. I'm looking for all sorts of great insight um, for men and women in relationships. And um, before we get to uh, the next part in our relationship series, I want to check in with you guys about the Fit to Strip Challenge. Christy, how you doing? Well, well. Missed two gyms. I know. <laughs> I need to go there now. I need to actually get to my two gyms that I belong to. That's true. Oh, That's unfair. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. I'm not doing the greatest. I keep like being on track and then falling off the track and then getting back on. But like I said, I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I moved my bike inside my house and I can no longer hang anything on it. I have to get on it. So I've been riding my bike, so I feel happy about that. And I actually brought my step in that um, is had A&D ointment on it from one of my kids wiping it all over it. But I brought that in, and I started lifting weights. So I feel happy with myself. You know, that is really good. I actually got two um, weights, mostly because of peer pressure from the only male on the line here. What do you What do you think? <laughs> well, because every time we go to the gym, you're like, well, did you do any weights? Did you lift any weights? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to ride. You should just come, back, just, just come back with, well, did you do any cardio? <laughs> no, that's so, true. See? That's true. But, Christy, i got to tell you, we were in the sauna um, and we were working out, and you got to stay away from Rick when he's working out because he just flings sweat. <laughs> well, I was trying to stretch. In I the mean, sauna? I yes, I was, okay, I was laying down on the bench, on the board, you know, like, you know how they have those wood things that just sit on the sauna, and it's all nice and warm in there, and I was closing my eyes, and it was all toasty warm, and, you know, he's talking about, I don't know, something, some, some I don't know, whatever he was talking about to somebody else, and I'm thinking, oh, I could just close my eyes and rest, I'm like, my God, is it raining in here? And <laughs> okay, okay, it wasn't that bad. Ew, gross, right? <laughs> it was, it was, the more you gestured with your big Italian gestures, the more... Like, ew, it was flying. And I, I hit that other chick in the head, too, with some, I guess, so. Yeah, no. but she was a lesbian, and she just didn't like you at all. So I should have flung more at her. I didn't like that. <laughs> when I went into the sauna, like, nobody talked to me. It was all silent, and I couldn't breathe. It was awful. 
I well, love so you've never been in the sauna with Rick. Rick is I like know. You know, the Walmart great. greeter for saunas. <laughs> <laughs> great. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, see? Well, if you hung out with us and went to the gym, instead of being all VIP exclusive. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> I went there by I myself. think it's fit to strip challenge. I think you need to phrase it as shut your pie hole. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm down another pant size. I have to tell you, the pants that I've been wearing and running around the house are falling down, so I officially have one ass and not two anymore. Oh, so. See, yep, I'm <laughs> pretty excited, i got to tell you. Pants Yay, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Rick, how are you doing there? Uh, I would say I'm doing better than I have done last year. I mean, I've actually even started doing, you know, reluctantly doing some cardio, but I've forced myself being kind of extreme. Either I don't work out or I work out like every single day. So I've been doing more like four or five times a week, and that's, I think it's been helping. I think so. I think you're looking I gained weight, though. That's the problem. It's like I went down waist size, but I gained weight. So whatever that's worth. It was muscle weight. It's like the more you think, the more muscles you build between your ears. Oh, right. That's what I tell myself, but who knows? Who knows? All right, you guys. So we're going to talk about love and relationships as part of our relationship series. And in our opening segment today, one of the things I would like to ask you guys before we bring on our guests, we have two guests today. We have Lisa Mandel, who is the host of Castle Radio, and um, she is a television-based radio show and coming out of Iowa. So we're going to interview her later on in the show. We're going to bring on a local guest who, depending on how the segment goes, her <laughs> real name will appear. But right now, for today, we're only going to call her Kana Dennity. That's her, like, alias. So just imagine wow. this little, like, head <laughs> doesn't appear. And, you know, we might change her voice. You never know. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we want to welcome Kana, that's her first name, Genity. Oh, yeah, I know. All right, so, okay, back to you two. Oh. Yeah, Spritel and Chim Chim over there. Um, Wait, what? What are what? some things? Spritel and Chim Chim, look it up, you're oh. too young. Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> what are some things that you have done in your life to meet members of the opposite sex that may or may not work in your career plans? Hmm, I think we should go to Christy first. All right, all right. Well, here's what I have done. Just only two things. I applied with the sheriff's department. <laughs> so, because um, sheriffs are hot, and there's lots of men, good pickings. So I did that. And, however, I did not get hired but oh, I, also, I know. Did you say I that on your interview, though? So, Miss <laughs> Holly, why are you here trying to sign up with the local sheriff's department? Well, I, know. I want to meet hot guys. I know. Without well. a mustache and hair. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Not exactly. Okay. Not exactly. Um, and then I also um, took the test to be a, a firefighter, like, because I'm so handy. Um which I'm not, and I only signed, I only um, filled out the application, I went and I took the test, I passed the test, and then I had an oral interview date, and then, lo and behold, I met a firefighter, and I ended up getting married to him, so I didn't so even go to my interview. How about that? 
Wow. Well, it sounds like it was a success then. I know, it was. See? (laughs) That's really a success story. That can go along with the happy, warm, and wonderful crap-ass wedding that you had talked about last week because everything works out perfect for you, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm so skinny and yes. Anyway, so that's that's those are the two things that yeah, but you're still hot. Even Rick, you will support me on this, Christy. Even though you're not as thin as you would like to be, you're still really, really great looking. Oh, I, thank you. I told her this. She doesn't believe me. I'm saying I'm being objective. She's like, no, no. You're no. being my friend. No, hey, I'm honest. I'm not. You know, I'll tell the truth. No, nope. I bet you. You know. would say, oh, girl, you're ugly, or you wouldn't. I mean, I don't know if I'd be all that. ghetto like that. But I know. <laughs> we're hanging out, popping. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. close enough. All right. All right. Okay. So those are the two things that I've done. Okay, Mr. Rick, what have you done to meet chicks? Well, I haven't applied to the police or the fire department to meet chicks because <laughs> unlike meeting guys it's really bad trying to meet girls in those arenas but um uh back in college i we used to have these requisites we'd have to take um certain science classes and there's certain social studies type history classes we had to take well i started looking around i'm like okay the girls are all in anthropology for some weird reason. So I'm like, I'm going to sign up for all the anthro classes <laughs> in the lab. They can talk to them. And then I took all these American women's studies classes. And I was like, maybe one or two guys out of like 30 people in the class. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That is. Either that or you wanted to be like a tranny or a future cross-dresser. Yeah. Well, I sat right in the front, you know, of course. Why? Wearing mossy oak hat, a flannel T-shirt. Jeans and work boots, so. Well, that really got them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeehaw! Go get them, cowboy. (laughs) Why would you sit in the front? You can't even see them if you're, like, in the front. Well, I also still realized I had to get, like, a grade for the class. I still wanted to pass. Okay, Mr. High Achiever. Plus, a lot of the girls that would be, like, talkative and would actually respond back are the ones in the front because they're not as shy as the people hiding in the back. I know, but you can't even look at them. We well, don't want to be creepy. Well, at least you got to be able to have be able to see them. A rear view? Hmm, check it out. Yeah. That would make Rick the creeper. But they all have to walk by you when they leave the class. This is true. So you just wait a little bit. So. Right. You just sit there and stare like a creeper? No. You have to do it nonchalantly. Like, yeah, I'm still writing in my book. Or, wait, what was it? What was on the board? I can't quite see it. So I'm pretending, you know. There's ways. Mm-hmm. You don't, see, you don't buy yeah, it. How'd that work out for you? Eh, it's hit or miss, depending. You know. So, um, anything else you've done to meet girls? Anything else to meet girls? Well, I did try to join the girls' tennis team at CSUN. Cause, <laughs> I mean, that sounds wrong, but I was pissed because I, I played tennis in high school competitively. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to this university. I'm like, well, I heard they had a tennis team. I go out, and the coach is like, nah. We uh we can the men's team. All we have is the girls' team. I'm like, well, then I'll play on the girls' team. And he said, no. Would you have shaved your legs? Um, yes. To be sure, why not? It goes back. <laughs> yeah, because you could wear, like, a big honking skirt and, like, a little blouse. And as long as you did a lot of manscaping and a pink skirt. Yeah, it was still, I would look kind of thunderous still. Yeah, you'd be like, here I call my Helga, the big tennis player. <laughs> the big German girl. No, that's that's so much. No. Well, I just wanted to talk to the girls, but 
If I had to join the team, I'd take one for the team. So. You could take take one for the team. Coach, there you go. See, where were you? I need some. (laughs) You could could be the towel boy or the water boy, and we're going to leave our listeners today with an image of Rick Swanson as the towel boy or the water boy. And um, Christy, of course, sunny, happy, warm, and wonderful, meeting her (laughs) husband. While falsifying documents for the Sheriff's Department, you will be arrested after the show if I had anything to do with it. But my name is Sandra Beck, and I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. I am here with my nitwit buddies, Christy and Rick. When we come back, we're going to welcome our mystery guest, Miss Con Identity, who has kept her identity quiet, but she has lots of things to share with us. And then we will bring Lisa Mandel on in the fourth segment. For those of you that have missed uh, earlier shows, check us out on iTunes or MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all. And the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here at Motherhood Talk Radio, along with my delightfully perfect co-host, Christy Holly, and my <laughs> coffee man servant, Rick Swanson. I want to thank you for the coffee. I made it. Mighty fine. Thank, thank you. you. 
I made that for you. Yeah, Christy brewed it. I just prepared it. So. Credit taker? Hey. I, I know, but you put it in my favorite Wonder Woman mug that says beautiful as Aphrodite and wise as Athena. And I just, I love my Wonder Woman mug. Oh, I show Shrek. <laughs> you would. You would. Well, we are going to welcome our mystery guest. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's the mother of somewhere between two and six children. She has at least six grandchildren. She could live in Acton, California, but maybe not. Uh, She is a grandma with more than one tattoo, but they're delightfully placed and very classy. She's a great ass. And she could be my friend, but maybe not after the show. (laughs) 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 So we're going to welcome Con Identity. So when you hear a third voice, a third female voice that comes in that you don't recognize, it's her, because second segment is going to be dedicated to separate but equal, and Rick Swanson, as he so, um, I don't know, prettily pointed out, joining some women's, like, girl class something to get the tail. Oh, yeah, yes, he went to, like, girl classes to get tail, so he's going to open up. That doesn't sound as good. What? That sounds like he, he took girl classes. Like, hmm, well, you did take girl classes. Well, like I took ballet. Well, or interpreted dance. I mean, that's a girl class. I think Mikhail Baryshnikov would beg to differ. Well, good for him, but uh, <laughs> they would All object right, well, to my boots anyway. <laughs> he, he would object to your tattoo, your high and tight. Oh, there's so many things he'd object to. We we don't even have a whole hour to cover for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. All right, you're going to take over a second segment, and then the three of us girls, including Con Identity, is going to uh, give our opinions and voice our thoughts. Over to you. Okay. All right. Um, When I was thinking about the show today, I was thinking about relationships specifically, like in a marriage, that oftentimes you see that there's separate but equal roles in the marriage, and I think it's not always this way, but it's important to maintain that balance. So, like, the, the man may be doing whatever he, he's doing, but it's not more important than whatever the wife may be doing, whether she's working at home or she's staying at home or she's out working in an, another career, um, to keep that balance. I think, at least with a lot of guys, you see that they're so competitive on well, how much do you make, and if they're, their significant other is making more money, I think a lot of times they start feeling, well, they're not as important, and I think vice versa. You know, if the man's making all the money and the woman's like, well, you know, he's superior, and I think a lot of that's subconscious, but I don't. I think that's, from what I observe, is, is unhealthy. And then there's another thing I thought of uh, the spheres of influence, which is kind well, of... Well, hold on. Before we go on to spheres of influence, yes. let me ask okay. uh, Con Identity, because she's sure. been married for, I think, 450 years, if I'm correct. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Just about. What do you think about separate but equal in a relationship? I think separate and equal in a relationship is mandatory. I, separate, you definitely have to have separate interests and separate time and separate friends, but you also have to have those joint ones. You can't just, it can't be, I agree with Rick, it can't just be one-sided. Christy, what about you? What do you think with your, you've been married how many years? I'm not going to weigh in on this, having the epic disaster marriage failure, so I'm just going to withdraw from this part, but I will mediate. Christy, what do you think? I'm going on nine years, but um, I agree also. I think that, you know, you can't 
just do everything that your husband wants to do and just be interested in everything that, you know, only he wants to do. And then, you know, you have to have your life too. You have to be able to, you know, you have to have something to talk about other than his things, you know, um, do you totally think that's right. where many wives talk about disappearing, disappearing in a relationship? Um, do you think that is um, one of the things that happens in long-term relationships, Donna? I do. I definitely do. I think that especially for stay-at-home moms because they get so focused on the kids and what's going on with the kids and maybe not staying in touch with their husbands and their careers that there becomes this big separation that you don't really know what's going on in his world and he doesn't know what's going on in yours. But as Rick said, since he's making all the money, he's the important one. Right, and knowing that, you know, and I can say from being the breadwinner in my marriage and then having to come home and, like, put on a different hat uh, to be kind of the the wife and mother was really challenging for me to go from those different mindsets because a lot of times I felt like the husband. I felt like the, you know, one who would move the family forward, make the decisions, book the vacations, you know, decide on the property purchases, the car purchases, all those things. It's really hard to, um, I'm going to say from the women listening out, there. I've had the, I don't know, the privilege, if you'll call it, or maybe the opportunity to see what it's like from the other side of the fence. And it's very easy to get caught up in that you're more important because you are the breadwinner. I think that happens. I think it happens naturally. I don't think it's right. Because when I had to be a stay-at-home mom, I was like, oh, my God, it's never ending. It's never ending. There's no thank yous. You can, you know, it's like the laundry, the dishes, it's like it's right back there in the face, you know, the next morning. Um, I had no idea um, how difficult it was. And one of the things I recognized is that going to work for me was easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Did you find that, too? absolutely easier to go to work because I've done both work stay at home work and do home and it's much easier to just go to work come home leave all that behind and be done with your day Christy have you found the same thing well yes (laughs) only because I am a stay-at-home mom and it was really hard when I when I quit my job to stay at home um you know we were used to having both of our incomes and when I had to depend on just my husband's income, it was really, really hard. And I felt like, you know, I felt like he was more important because, you know, he was making, you know, the money. And therefore, you know, more I felt like he was, which I, he would ask me, you know, my opinion and stuff. But as far as like the decisions were made, I felt like, well, he's the one that gets to make the decisions because he's making the money. And also, like, staying home all day and, like you said, doing the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day. You're doing the same thing over and over. You're cleaning up the same mess all day long. And it doesn't look like I you did anything, but you've been cleaning or you've been doing the dishes. You, you know, you're cleaning up all the time. You're doing the same thing all the time, and you don't get paid. Like you said, you don't get thanked for anything, and you're working 24 hours. Because the kids will get up and come to you in the middle of the night. You know, you're the one that hears them cry. You're the one that gets up to change, a, you know, somebody's bed that they peed in. You know, at least at least I am. 
Well, when so, I peed in your bed, I had to change my own sheets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a requirement. <laughs> Once you pass 16, you do your own sheets. <laughs> so, Rick, I'm going to put it back to you, on, not to cut you off, Christy, but, but the spheres of influence, let's talk about that. Sure. I mean, that's a, I would say it's a little more of a traditional slash possibly almost archaic concept. Um, oh my God, for that, those of you, get your dictionaries. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Very funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, back in like, you know, like early, early colonial period, the spheres of influence were like divided pretty much as follows that the man would go out and, you know, do the work, do the job out in the public arena. He was like, you know, the head of the family, but he was also like the visible part of that union. When, whereas the woman would be at home, you know, taking care of the kids, um, tending the garden, baking, cooking, like all the things that even Christy just mentioned. And a lot of that and a lot of like her opinions, I guess, and political viewpoints would be reflecting the husband in the public sphere. And you see that, you know, as time has gone on, you've got a lot of women out in the workforce. You have women that are starting companies. You've got women that are making more than their husband, and they're not stuck at home. They do form their own opinions, and I think that is important. And I, I think they're not static in the 21st century. I think that they can change. You can go from being a working career woman, decide to stay home with your kids and raise your kids, and then maybe at some point return back to it. I even see that um, with my own mother. You know, she worked for ABC and did all these things, and then when she had me, she's like, you know what, I'm going to devote all my time to my kids. And then now that her no, kids you are ruined her. You ruined what? her. You came out. It was all over. Oh, I was like, what? sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm bored. That's why she oh, had five more. <laughs> she went and had five more. Oh, my God, look what I did. I better make five more quick. <laughs> Pandora's box with me, I know. I'm sure I give my mother quite the headache. But, um, but you know, she's kind of rediscovering herself now as, like, a as an individual, as another, as a separate entity, you know, mm-hmm. distancing herself kind of from her kids and my dad, not in a bad way, but she's, like, doing some of the things that she's missed out on, things that she wanted to do. She's gone back to school um, to take more of her classes that she wants to. I mean, she has her college degree and her teaching credential and all that, but, you know, it's it's kind of new and again, but it's I think it's healthy and important long-term for the relationship. What about girls? Do you have anything to add to that? I definitely find myself in the same situation, although I still have two of my somewhere between two and six children at home. <laughs> I do still have two at home, and but I already have six grandchildren. So there is a definite place where you have to change your roles and kind of decide who you're going to be now because you're not just the mom all the time, but now you have to be the grandma. But then I kind of thought that once my kids moved out, I would – have a little more of an opportunity to pursue my interests where really with kids left at home and grandkids coming in, there really isn't time for me to pursue me yet. So it's been a big adjustment period just trying to – when you have so many kids, though, they tend to overlap with your grandkids. 
Well, and I hate to cut you off. We have to go to commercial break. That was Connor Dennity giving us the opinion of a grandma, a mom, a mother of two and between two and six. She's got at least six grandchildren and counting. Um, my name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Rick Swanson, a.k.a. Stupid Diet Guy, and um, Christy Holly, uh, fairy yes. princess woman. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the different types of relationships, and then we're going to bring Lisa Mandel on for a segment. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your host, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, Rick Swanson, and Connor Dennity. And we are going to talk, you guys don't laugh when I say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about the types of relationships that we have in in our lifetime. Um, Rick, you wanna since you put this segment together, why don't you lead us off? Okay, I mean I'm sure there's many more, and feel free to add to the list. But the ones that came to my mind, obviously, you have um, serious relationships, marriages, friends, and then the perennial favorite, uh, friends with benefits. 
I think that's like every guy's dream, you know. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm not speaking for all men. I'm, I myself and know some people who might <clears throat> like that, you know. There's a good deal if you can get it. <laughs> right. But it doesn't always work out as planned, though. That's the biggest downside. Well, I think that's what that whole movie was about that we went to oh, see. What was no that movie? String, no strings attached, I think. No strings attached, yeah. That, that was pretty dumb. dumb. Just horrible. Yeah. So, Christy, what do you think about Friends with Benefits? (laughs) Didn't we already talk about this? (laughs) She said yes, yes, and yes. Um, All right, well, either that we could talk about how to keep romance alive. Your call. Oh, Friends Friends with Benefits (laughs) is fun for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Is it dangerous? It could be. Um, (laughs) It could be. But, no, I mean, someone always... You can't... Stop. You can't fight feelings. There's always feelings, I think, always that they come along with having sex with somebody or intercourse, whatever you want to call it. It always, there's always works. someone develops feelings. And then, then the whole, like, friends with benefits, no strings attached thing turns into something totally different. So, what do you think, Donna? You want to weigh in on that? I think that I've been married for oh, so long. I'm sorry, Connor. Connor, you want to weigh in on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think since I've been married 444 years, I think you said. No, 450. 450, there you go. Wow. It, uh, it's been too long since I considered a friend with benefits. So um, basically, I think that it's a bomb waiting to go off. And when my kids think that it's a great idea and they want to have that kind of relationship, I try to steer them away from it because in the end, every time they've lost a friend and so they ruined something that could have been forever for something that was a few fun nights. Mm. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. And you know what I really like? I like the deep, sultry voice that comes out of you on the radio. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of deep and... (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's not your usual, like, you know, <laughs> Well, I think it's good, though, because we already have two, you know, rather higher-pitched females on the radio, so it's well, a little more mellow tone. Than mine. Don't yeah. you think so? Who, Christy? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. See? No doubt. Princess so- voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Valley princess. Yes, Valley Princess with the perfect wedding. Um, Well, let's talk about, let's go into serious relationships because we've got friends, we've got friends with benefits, serious relationships, marriage. Um, I want to know from Donna being married, you know, for like half of a thousand years, how do you keep romance alive in a long-term marriage versus the short-term marriage as most of us experience? (laughs) (laughs) Make me the oddball. I just... I truly believe in weekly dates, even though you have the kids, that, you know, they're not going to miss you even if you go away for a weekend. In the scheme of their lifetime, they're not even going to notice you were gone that weekend. So for all the young parents that are thinking, oh, but I have to be there and they're so little and I can't leave them with a babysitter and they'll miss me, you know, in the end, they're going to at 18, grow up, go away to college, and you either are or aren't going to have a relationship with your husband anymore. And it's all going to depend on whether or not you kept those date nights going, you kept those nights where you dressed kind of sexy and went to the bar and, you know, made a weekend trip to Vegas, whatever your wild side is. I think you have to keep those parts 
from your dating period. You can't just let them go because now all of a sudden you're married. Well, I have to tell you, Donna, the advice that you've given me um, over the last four years, everything from, you know, through the dissolution of my marriage to the raising of my children has been spot on. And I think of what you told me that, you know, for me to go, you know, take a break from being a single mom when I had the kids 24-7 for like, I don't know, I can't remember how long, it was a couple of years, um, but it's okay, like as you put to me, it's okay, you know, to step out for a little bit. It's okay to step out of your life. And I think, you know, in the roles we play as mother, especially, you know, exponentially when you have two, three, four, five, six kids, and it's a really easy hat to put on that I'm the mom. But you're also, I mean, we play a lot of different roles. We play the role of girlfriend, you know, Mm -hmm. the relationship that you and I have as friends, like just as girlfriends, like, you know, goof around girlfriends. But then there's also, you know, we've worked together on different projects. There's another role that comes in there. But then you're a mother, and then you're a wife, and you happen to be a sister. You're also a daughter. Uh, You're a grandma. I mean, that's a lot of roles to wear. And how how do you juggle them all? It seems like somebody's always got a priority. I try to keep them balanced. I try to keep them even. I try to make sure I see my grandkids every week. I date my husband every week. I spend so time. So do I. No, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll share with you. You'll share. <laughs> Rent a husband. Rent a spouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you got an important date. You could just rent him for the night and bring I him will. back. <laughs> so. Uh, All fat and happy. Speaking of cookies, I did buy Girl Scout cookies this week. I bought five boxes of Toasty Dose, and I ate all five in one day. Wow! I know it. Christy, I what do it. you think about that? We're not I, the only one. Did ones. you say five boxes? <laughs> boxes. The entire boxes, yes. They are tiny boxes. They're, yep, there's two little <laughs> packages well, in each box, and I ate all ten of them. I love you for that. You know, it's like <laughs> Halloween. You get your Halloween candy. Your kids get their Halloween candy. Some parents make them spread it out. I'm like, no way. Hurry up and eat it and get it over with. That's what I do. Just have one big sugar high and move on. Well, you know, but the faster you, like, I always thought, like, if you just gobble it down, the calories don't count as much. Well, then I only have to work my butt off in Pilates one day to burn <laughs> it all off instead of every single day feeling guilty. Well, you know, the Girl Scouts are having their 99th anniversary next week. Um, they're going to be 99 years old. And on my sister show, Motherhood, or Military Mom Talk Radio, Shameless Pug, uh, which airs Mondays at 2 o'clock on TogiNet, uh, we had a Girl Scout expert on, and she was saying that there's only two bakeries in the United States that make all the Girl Scout cookies. And if you are, like... I don't know, east of the Mississippi or west of the Mississippi, where the regions are, you get one set of cookies for one part of the country, and they have their own names. And then on the other part of the country, they have different recipe, different cookies, and a, and a different name. Well, I did notice a few years ago that they changed the peanut butter cookies from just peanut butter cookies to dosey dos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dosey dos? Now they ruined my cookies. They're not the same. <laughs> Did they taste the same? No. 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 That's like the Samoa. But I can still eat five boxes. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, we're going to give props to you for the five boxes. Yeah. Chrissy, what's the most you've ever eaten? <laughs> oh, are you bringing up my candy thing? Yes. Because, you know, 
know if Donna's, or I'm sorry, if, if Connor <laughs> is willing to share her five-box addiction of Girl Scout cookies, you can throw in one. And I've been on the show here. I out ate Rick at, where were we, Rick, when I out ate you? Oh, oh, I hop, yeah, the pancake place. And Rick's a big guy, and I out hate him. I out ate him like um, out hate fork him. for fork. I hate him. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead. I went bring to it up. movies. I went to get a little bit of candy, so I didn't have to pay for. <laughs> I have to spend all my money, you know, on the snacks there. And I bought two bags of candy, and I ate them all. Oh, that's what I did. I was on a rampage. The candy yeah. doesn't even count as food. That's it was just like chocolate a accessory snack. I know, but I, I ate meal. both bags <laughs> all by myself. I didn't share with my friend. I snuck <laughs> no, up. No, you didn't share. I didn't. No, I didn't. No. So it nope. wasn't the eating the candy quarter, that quarter. was bad. It was the not sharing with your friend that was bad. I know. I would have came <laughs> over and eaten with you. I'm I know. I to go down for some food. She bought she bought a she popcorn bought a, and she had popcorn all like measured out for me. <laughs> and I didn't share my candy with her. And I was, very nice. I know. I was supposed to be on my diet. I even popped my own popcorn. And, I'm so cheap. And I put it in my bag, and I didn't eat that. And I ate my bag of candy all by myself. Well, Susie anyway. Orman would call that living wise. I just heard her big spiel this morning on we need to go back to how our parents were with wastefulness and bring in our own Does that mean I have snacks. to kill my own chicken? Um. I can't go that far. I'd have to be a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm like, Rick, yeah, Rick, come and ring this chicken's neck because I hear you're good at it. <laughs> no, I don't ring it. I just chop it off. But that's kind of oh, there we go. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Um, so, Rick, what about you? What's the most, like, you've been kind of on an eating binge lately. Like, how many eggs do we eat today between the two of us? You said there was only eight. Now, that's not a lot because... <laughs> I, I've eaten a lot my whole life. I'm like, take after my grandpa like that. Jeff and I could eat 24 eggs between the two of us and then eat corned beef hash and then eat toast. I mean, yes. Yeah, I used to eat nine pancakes, like six or seven eggs for breakfast, and I was like 10. Jeez. I still eat like that. Like, even the protein shakes are like, they're not meal replacements. They're like supplements. It's, I should be 500 pounds. Yeah. You should. You should be like half-ton Swanson. It's so not half fair. Half-ton Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know. I'll see you on the treadmill tonight when we're at the gym, half ton. <laughs> Big shout out. Hey, it's my friend, half ton. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would make me two ton Tilly. So if we're, <laughs> we're half ton swans, at least I'm two tons. But that means I could roll over you, which would be really fun. Um, right. But. Yeah. yeah, well, we're ready to go to commercial break, and I want to let everyone know that the Girl Scout cookies are on sale and that um, one of our Girl Scout Nazis that is watching or listening to the show today has emailed in that each council gets to opt for what bakery they want. So it's not based on the Mississippi. It's not based geographically. Each council wow, gets to pick. Robin. Wow. Yes, yes, you guys. Wait, so does somebody else have the old-fashioned peanut butter cookies? Oh, no, we're going to tell you. Everybody email Robin Boyd. She's the marketing manager and the co-host of my Military Mom Talk Radio. Ask her. Uh, she's on Military Mom Talk Radio's website. She's also on Motherhood Talk Radio website. For those of you that missed the earlier segments, check us out on iTunes under Motherhood Talk Radio. When we we come back, we're going to excuse Tutan Swanson and we're going to bring on Lisa Mandel of the Castle Radio Show.
is your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Get ready for The Athlete Within You with Mike Margolis on Toginet, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. Do you know about the game within the game? You've heard about sports psychology, mental toughness, mental training, and preparation. Well, athletes from all over the country have been seeking out Mike Margolis for close to 35 years for his expertise in helping them live up to their potential. He's worked with athletes from professional football to elite-level figure skating and every sport in between. They've all sought his counsel and unique teaching style to learn about the game within the game or what sports psychology and mental training can do to help them become the athlete they want to be. Mike works one-on-one with athletes. He trains them, puts on seminars, and conducts workshops for coaches, athletes, and businesses. For more on Mike, his book, and the show, check out his website, theathletewithinyou.com. Then, come join us as we discover The Athlete Within You with Mike Margolis. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, 6 Pacific on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly. We have given a half ton swans in the boot. Yes, we have. We have He's to clarify about it. Is he all moping? Yes. He was walk. You know, when he walked in the office here, he was like flexing. I don't know some muscle he can make go up by his ear, and then he was saying that like his body. I don't know. We should have him on because he was talking about how he can clench like one butt cheek and then another <gasps> butt cheek. He's actually. Quite he was good. saying that. Yes. I missed that missed conversation. That. Well, where is he? Is he over by you? Yes. Ask him to show you. No, I don't want to see that. Bye. My eyes. <laughs> I'm My eyes. My eyes. Um, well, even though we tease him and call him half-ton or two-ton Swanson, he's very fit, very attractive. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's bring on Lisa Mandel. Yes. Hi, everybody. Now, hey, Lisa. Welcome to Motherhood Talk Radio. Thanks. We're so glad to have you here today. You're calling in from what city? I'm calling in from Pella, Iowa. From Iowa, how's the weather there today? Uh, rainy. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit rainy. Now, you are the host of a radio show for the Castle TV show. Yeah. So can you explain to me how that works? Well, it's actually similar to what you guys do on Motherhood Talk Radio. It's 
um, hosted on blogtalkradio.com, and we have call-in lines and put callers on the air, and it's all done through the Internet. So, Now, what does the TV show Castle talk about? For our listeners today who haven't heard of Castle or maybe haven't watched the show, mm-hmm. what is the show about? It is a... Um, about a writer who is following a police detective and writing novels about her. So how did you become interested in this show? I saw a commercial for it um, when it started uh, in in the spring of 2009 and just thought I'd give it a try and watch it and found out I really liked it. And you liked it so much that you actually built a radio show around the TV show. Yes. So do you guys do you guys talk about each episode each week? Like, how does that work? For those who are fans of Castle listening today and they want to listen to your show, they go to Blog Talk Radio, they type in the name Castle Radio, and, you know, what do you guys talk about? We talk about the episodes. We talk about what's going on sometimes with the cast, if they have, you know, projects coming up and things like that. Um, if there's, you know, the DVDs coming out, but... Premier, date, premier dates for the show and just different stuff like that. So, so when have you ever had any of the stars on your show? Yes, I have. I've had um, Seamus Dever, who plays um, Detective Ryan. I've had John Wirtis, who plays Detective Javier Esposito. I've had Molly Quinn, who plays um, Castle's daughter, Alexis. And I've been fortunate, actually, to also have the um, costume designer from Castle, Luke Reichley, on my show. So Now, this is amazing because, you know, you are always amazing to me for so many reasons. Um, and you are, um, <clears throat> you are a valued member of Motherhood Incorporated, the company that I own, and you do a vital service to us out of Iowa. Um, you are living in a small town. You have put this show together on your own, and you've brought the celebrities onto the show. You have a big listenership. Lisa, that's an amazing thing. Well, thank you. Now, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your personal life. Um, Tell us a little bit about you personally. Well, I'm a young woman who happens to have a disability. I have um, cerebral palsy, but I don't let it stop me, so... Boy, you don't let it stop you. You know, I think we worked together maybe a year or something before it ever even uh, came up. Um, but I think of, you know, the challenges that you've had to face and for you to put together your own radio show and to be on the air consistently. How often are you on the air? We're on about once a week, depending on if there's new episodes or not, during the spring and summer months when it's on hiatus. That can vary, and we could talk about other things besides Castle. So, and I have to say, I don't do it entirely on my own. I do have a co-host, and her name is Sarah. Well, that I mean, but right, it's not on your own. But you did put, you came up with this idea, you put this concept together. It's your like blood, sweat, and tears, and time that you put together to put on this show. Um, how has the response been from the Castle people? Um, I haven't really heard much from the cast and crew other than, um, like when I interviewed Luke, 
which was the last person that I interviewed, he then emailed me and said that the interview went really well, and he said if it went well, you might consider doing it again. So that's pretty good. That is really good. That is really good. Um, Now, is there any interactive components to your show? We do have call-in lines for people to call in, and we also have a Twitter account if people want to um, send me tweets during our live shows, too. So you're using social networking to support your show. Um, What's the location or the website? Do you have a website for your radio show? Mm -hmm. It's um, blogtalkradio.com. And then um, backslash Castle Radio. So, mm-hmm. so what was the hardest thing about starting your own radio show? Just, um, just deciding that it might be something that people would want to listen to. And a friend of mine had another radio show for another show, and she said, you know, since you like Castle so much, you should start a radio show. And she just kind of told me about Blog Talk, and, and I just started it up, and here we are. That is amazing. That is amazing, Lisa. And is there anything, um, we're getting close, we're about halfway through this segment, and I need to bring on uh, Christy for a little bit, but is there anything that you would like to um, to share with our listeners that you haven't mentioned? Is there an air date or time? Can you pick this up any time? Like, how, do, how would we listen to you if we were wanting to listen to you today? You can stream the show um, from that website that I mentioned, or you can download it um, via iTunes as well. So, so it's available on iTunes. And what would we, when we go to iTunes, like for Motherhood, we have to go to Motherhood Talk Radio or Military Mom Talk Radio. How would we find it on iTunes? I think you just would type in my username, which is Castle Fee and Lisa, and people should be able to find it. That is outstanding. Well, Lisa, I'm so glad that you were able to come on the show today and um, share with us about your radio show and to be, as always, to me and to everyone who meets you, an inspiration on someone who has had some challenges in her life and has not let it held her back one bit. You continue to be a bright spot in my life. I'm so proud of you. I hope everyone that's listening today will go and check out your Castle uh, radio show, and I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Sandra. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, you guys, we are here with Lisa Mendel, and she has a blog talk radio show for the Castle television show. Christy, have you ever seen the Castle TV show? You know what? I I have a couple of times. And I'm I'm not a big fan because I don't really know what day it's on, but I think there's something different than I watch on that night. But I have seen it a few times, and and it has, it, it was good. Well, I'm not. A- what I think about, and we're getting some reverbs. So I need you to go in the other room. Sorry to kick you out of my office. Um, Whatever. But I am getting some. I know I'm getting I some know. reverb. I know. Uh, you know, but I'm always interested in in people who do something like out of the ordinary, and it, it it just was so cool to me to think like, gosh, it's a radio show about a TV show. I actually had to stop and pause and think about that for a section for a, for a, actually for more than a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, all right, so Christy, yes, my friend. I never got to ask you, how do you keep the romance alive? After being married nine years. Oh, well, um, you know what? We try, you know, we watch, this is 
like boring stuff, but we we set aside time when we watch um, special TV shows together. Um, like we love The Biggest Loser. So I mean, that's not really keeping the romance alive, but spending the time together. Yeah, but I do think it is. I mean, it's like it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you're both enjoying it. Yeah, so, you know, we record it, and if he's working, then I have to wait. But, you know, we make sure we have that time. And there's a few different shows that we like to watch, so we'll, you know, get the kids to bed and then, you know, watch our shows or we'll, you know, we use Netflix, so we we'll you know, watch our movies. We go out to dinner. Um, we try to go out to dinner. I mean, we don't do it as often as we, we should. You know, once a week kind of seems like a lot. But, you know, I wish we could do it once a week. Probably do it once or twice a month. Um, you know, we do <laughs> this is personal TMI. Do, you know, different stuff in the bedroom. I mean, we have a good time. And, you know. But I think the key, what I'm hearing and what I'm hearing from you and from Donna and from Rick is that it's that personal time between you and your husband or in case, you know, or wife or girlfriend that doesn't have anyone else involved. Yes. Yes. That yes. is what I think I heard, you know, most clearly from Donna and then also from you, Christy, that the kids are in bed. There's time for the two of you just to be, and as Donna said, like to be sexy, be like, you know, on a date, those type of things. You know, you can't do those when your kids are around. No, you can't. I mean, just yesterday, um, I was I was going to, I was getting into the bathtub and I had left my clothes on the floor because I didn't expect my four year old to walk in and he picked up my blue lacy thong and put it on his head and he's like, Mom, your underwear doesn't have any butt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, next week we are going to welcome Marianne O'Donnell and she's one of the original founders of Earthlink. She's also a Scientologist. She's a real estate agent. She is a fantastic woman. She's the woman who taught me the phrase, you need to bounce well. And that's one thing I'd like to leave the show with, that no matter what happens to you in your love and your relationships with your friends, with your friends with benefits, your serious relationship or your marriage, it all depends on how you bounce, which is how you pick up the pieces and bounce when life hands you a curveball. So we're going to welcome Marianne O'Donnell next week. We have Motherhood Talk Radio on iTunes, on TogiNet. Check us out at www.motherhoodtalkradio.com. My name is Sandra Beck. I want to thank my lovely, perfect co-host, Christy Swanson. <laughs> oh, my God, Christy Holly. Sorry, I just married you and Rick. Ooh, wow, that was Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Grontoginet.com. Join us every Tuesday as we get